you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Cavo, oh, Cavo, this holiday season, give your loved ones the gift of stress-free TV with Control Center by Cavo. Control Center cleans up your home theater so you can control everything connected to your TV with one easy-to-use, family-friendly remote. Shop now and get 40% off Control Center with promo code AROUND. That's $59.95. 40% off regular pricing of $99.95. Control Center is available at CAAVO.com and Best Buy. Control Center by Cavo, one remote that does it all. Still in search of the perfect holiday gift? Nautica's got you covered. Get last-minute gifts for everyone on your list, including cold-weather favorites like the best-selling Nautix fleece or swim styles that go from beach to boat in a breeze. Use code FOOTBALL for 10% off your next purchase in-store or online through December 24th. Visit Nautica.com to find a store near you. That's Nautica.com code FOOTBALL. The Around the NFL podcast is day to day. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined in a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Oh, hey, Dan. Woo-wee. <laughs> Can't even do the uh, the open intro. It's the morning after the holiday party, of course. Uh, how's everybody feeling? Rough. <laughs> I I feel better than I ever have after any work function ever because I was home roughly three hours earlier than any other work function ever. I feel great. You know, we had a fun time, but we had a babysitter. I started Mark, and so I was home by eleven fifteen. It was nothing too too wild or too anything. Too wild. I think uh, it was good. Like the NFL, really, what they were trying to do. Uh, yes, it costs them money, but the NFL's got plenty of money. But what involving the spouses does is, is keep certain individuals on a leash. I think they got Mark nice and behaved <laughs> at the holiday party. And on some level, there's probably took you out. hundreds of other people just like you last night. I um I, I really enjoyed actually having the plus one when I thought I didn't know how that would go in general. I thought the plus ones. She has um, a name, doesn't she? Well, I'm I, no Simone. Yes, but I'm saying the plus ones in general had a aspect of humility to them where the the there were a lot of people at that party that um that got on my radar that were just sort of showcasing themselves oh, yeah, and early having this on. fascinating time with themselves i don't know it was it was a nice <laughs> it was a nice event but um I'd, i found myself hanging out just sort of in the corner for large chunks of time. The, yeah, the early Mark, Mark had a terrible time. I did not. It, it just, I thought it maybe was, it warmed yes, up after yes, after Reggie uh, Reggie Bush from the Twitter show, you know, came through with his promise and, and bought some shots. I thought that, that might have might have warmed you up because yes, early on it was on your radar that there was a few too many people too impressed with themselves. Is, was the way <laughs> I, you, I, it. which I couldn't totally disagree. I, I felt I awkward. I felt you said awkward. that multiple times too. Like you, you <laughs> oh, really. Yeah. I said you went around. Yeah, room. like I mean, it was. Times. He was trying to poison the, the party from within. Mark. No, I was not. It was just I couldn't help myself with that observation, and I was quite um, fine to leave when I left. I, I thought the Reggie Bush moment he did fulfill. He could he could have avoided us entirely, but he walked right over, <laughs> bought us shots, and it was a, it was a nice moment captured on film on my phone. And if you um, <laughs> good, we'll have to check that out. Maybe put it up on the old. Uh, 
Social media? Have you done Twitter that? show? Twitter show, maybe? Speaking of the Twitter show, we had um, on this most recent show with Connie, do's and don'ts of the holiday party. And let me just quickly go through uh, what what I broke and what I followed. Do pregame before the party. We did do that. There you go. Eric was drinking last night, too. Don't forget to drink water. I did not do that. That was a bad mm-hmm. job me by me. Save friends from awkward conversations. I did have to rescue Colleen at one point. Mm-hmm. The earlobe tug. Good for you. She did. Um, I did... I left the perimeter. I broke perimeter and was wandering around, and that's when I knew I had to get in the car and home. So I Irish goodbye out of there as I'm wont to do, Wes. Uh, that's your move. You're going to use it. Yeah. How about you, Wes? You you sound like you uh, had an enjoyable evening. Mine did not end as early as yours, and it ended up, I believe, at some diner. Oh boy! <laughs> All right. Although you can't, you know, your the paramour was in for a 6 a.m. shift. That that takes some. She's a rock. Guts here. She is a rock. <laughs> Uh, coming up on today's show, um, Tim Posey uh, wants to say what she did. By the way, Erica, you got any thoughts? I, I, I mean, no. <laughs> just just, looking just to get don't out talk. Here. Just leave me alone. Told a good joke. <laughs> uh, the last few weeks of the NFL landscape, uh, there's been some changing, some shifting beneath our feet. The tectonic plates of uh, professional football, and all of a sudden, not a lot seems uh, so certain. But we're still certain about certain things. Certain, 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 and we're going to get into that a little bit later. Uh, we're going to catch up on some iTunes reviews. We haven't done that in a while. Uh, but before we do that, let's uh, dig into the news. Well, understand this. Stats are like bikinis. They show some things, but not all things. Yes, he's completing <laughs> coppers. We'll get to the Monday night yeah, we, uh, in a second. Can you just play just the clip? Listen for Jason Witten's subtle, like, kind of Beavis from Beavis and Butthead. Snicker and then uh, his commentary on Booger's comment. Well, understand this. Stats are like bikinis. They show some things, but not all things. Yes, he's completing <laughs> coppers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite part. I mean, my if they could be more like Beavis and Butthead, I would enjoy the telecast, one of the great uh, television achievements right. of uh, the 1990s. Some of the pearl clutching that why would Booger ever make a, a, a bikini uh, a, a commentary? It's like everybody calm down. Pearl clutching. <laughs> but uh, but I did find Jason Witten's response. Well, I, it's not so much the pearl clutching as just as a stupid phrase that it's a it's not a clever or good phrase. It doesn't really tell you anything. That's not what they specialize in on that broadcast. So, so, all right. so we'll get back to them in a moment. But let's start uh, with the defending Super Bowl champions who, of course, had a, a breath of fresh air. I mean, I mean, everything shows some <laughs> things, but not all things. You know what I mean? Like practically well, everything. I mean, let's shirts. Let's not be obtuse here. He's 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 getting into the specifics. The I get it. Of the female form. I get it. I just I think it's did we did we need analogy. to continue on with this topic? Anyway, the, the, the Eagles got a shot of life into their season. You thought it was over when the Cowboys beat them in overtime two weeks ago, but then they shocked the Rams in L.A. and coupled with a, a Cowboys shutout loss to the Colts, uh, there's a race. There's a wild card race for the Eagles uh, and a division race, albeit, you know, they're at slim hopes, but they can do it. The Eagles can get back in the playoffs, and it will be Nick Foles attempting to keep their season alive uh, on Sunday against the Texans, uh, Foles will make his second start uh, in as many weeks, and I believe it is his fourth start overall. Did he start the first two weeks? Was it? That's correct. It was like a long time ago. Yes. Uh, but anyway, what, Carson Wentz, who's dealing with a back injury, uh, he's not going to, to injured reserve, according to Doug Peterson, but Foles is the guy. And uh, what do you think, Wes? I know you, this is kind of deja vu. You're doubting Nick Foles again, but I, we have been down this road. I want this bad football team to lose to the Texans and go away so we stop hearing about their playoff chances and how Nick Foles, everybody's memory only lasts to his most recent good game. Well, this is his time of year, though. I mean, it's a magical time of year. It's a magical time when all the boys and girls in the land believe in St. Nick enough. He comes, and he's come early this year. I mean, uh, Greg's right. I'm believing. I'm saying, if like, open your heart and believe, because if you believe in Nick Foles, maybe he'll deliver a win. It's not a hard ask what they're trying to do here. I, I don't think the Texans on the road are an unbeatable team. I think they're a, the Texans are a better team than the Eagles. But if Cox, if Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham play as well as they did a week ago, if 
Nick Foles plays as well as he did a week ago. I think at worst, that's a coin flip game. And I think then you're going up against Josh Johnson in week 17. If you win those two games, you're probably getting in because I am not trusting the the Vikings to win two straight here. I get where you're coming from, Wes, but I just sit on a different island than you on this one because I think there's some nice symmetry to opening the season with Nick Foles, closing Mm. it with them, and it is reminiscent of what he did last year. It was this time last year that we were flaming him. They played a game, they played that Raiders game right around Christmas and looked about as bad as a football team could look. And they, what happened next was one of the more unpredictable, to me, intriguing runs in all of football fandom. And so I, I, I know you don't like to hit the player, but we I'm also have to player, remember the good I, things he did. Not I understand absolutely. there's this... And we've said this so many times. Nick Foles has some of the worst games we've ever seen and some of the best games we've ever seen. But nobody ever talks about the worst games. Right. He's only ever. Who knows? Maybe it somehow helped him that, okay, he started off the season poorly. The Eagles offense wasn't great the whole season. Now he's coming in almost with nothing. House money, baby. Yeah, nothing to lose again. And and he is a unique player in NFL history because it's not just that his good games are good. I think you can make a pretty good case that he had the greatest performance in Super Bowl history by any quarterback. So that's something special. So and that it, wasn't it's five years different. ago. No, that was, was February. Right. It, and I, so I don't think it was totally fluky. I just think it's unpredictable. And it matters to him because he's a free agent. He could, in theory, some team, whether will he melt down as a starter? Yes. But he could, in, in some front office's eyes, hopscotch someone like Joe Flacco and get a job somewhere. I wonder if know. there's any chance, even if he plays well, he would choose to stay in Philly because it's a player option on his contract. I don't know. He just seems like he's kind of have <laughs> something about like if this goes okay and the player options for a decent amount of money, he might just like kick the can another year, stay one more year and then just enter free agency. Uh, let's move on and talk about another quarterback situation an injury situation. Cam Newton's 2018 season is over. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport reported today, Wednesday, that the Panthers are expected to sit Newton now that they are essentially out of the playoff race. There is some type of insane, uh, Greg, maybe you could break it down with us with your mind calculator, how (laughs) they get to the playoffs. Uh, But apparently it's so slim uh, and Cam Newton's shoulder is so banged up, the the Panthers are punting on the balance of the season. Yeah, it's beyond it's beyond slim. It's so out of their hands, and, and very very possibly they're eliminated before they even you know. Suit well, it's on Sunday. According to the New York Times, they have run ninety two thousand <laughs> six hundred and eight simulations, and the Panthers have made the playoffs in two percent of those. In two percent total, mm-hmm. so they have not as bad as essentially went out and seventeen hundred things. Probably ties involved, all sorts of a, a lot of a lot of nonsense. They didn't drill down into how that would happen. So. Uh, and Mark, keep in mind now, Newton's season ends, born nineteen eighty nine, came into the league in two thousand eleven. His age thirty season will likely begin with Newton coming off two shoulder surgeries. So that will be something wow. to come back throughout the off season, and maybe a new coach. Well, we don't know. We don't know he's going to have surgery. That is something to watch. We'll see. Right? I mean, that is one of the big offseason stories. Does he get shoulder surgery? Because then he could be looking at an Andrew Luck in 2017 type situation. I mean, he's the one that's going to put it out there that surgery is a possibility. Absolutely. Yeah. I think they'd, I bet the team and Cam would love to avoid it if at all possible, but maybe it's not possible. This is a bit bit of a repeat from the 2016 season when down the stretch he had one of the least accurate. Um, six game spans that we've seen this century under 50% passing because his shoulder was injured and he's throwing the ball even softer now than he was then. Don't give them much. Wouldn't have given them much of a chance to win in new Orleans in week 17, but now they'll, they're going to have Taylor Heineke starting. And so that is uh that could be a, an important game for the, the saints. If the saints can't win this week, they might need that, that win in week 17 to get the one seed. And if you saw Monday Night Football, it was tough to watch Cam Newton. So that makes a lot of sense that they are ending what turned into a lost season for the Panthers, who have lost six in a row. Moving on, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, big changes coming. And NFL Network's Tom Pellicero reported Tuesday on Up to the Minute Live that Dan Quinn, uh, his job is safe. Arthur Blank believes in Dan Quinn, doesn't think he's the problem. Uh, but there is a strong possibility that both uh, offense coordinator Steve Sarkeesian and defensive coordinator Marquand Manuel will be out. And this is, I guess, um, Wes, if this is how it plays out, the product of a team that 
Almost got to the Super Bowl, got back to the playoffs, got picked off, had a bad season, and now they're scrambling a little bit to figure about figure out how to get the magic back, and it starts with the staff changes, possibly. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with keeping Dan Quinn. I mean, he was good enough to get to the Falcons to the Super Bowl. He didn't just become a bad coach just because he had his two best players on defense got injured, his starting guards on offense got injured, his starting running back got injured. I don't need to see heads roll because of that. It, it remind they've had a few different, you know, re remakes in Atlanta in the Thomas Dimitrov era. And this feels feels like another one. It sounds like Tom Pelissero mentioned Daryl Bevel as a very likely offensive coordinator candidate. They work together to in Seattle. Well, and these guys just recycle and go around and around and around and get rehired by their friends, essentially. I think it's good, though. I think the Falcons are a good example of not blowing it up. A lot of people wanted them to get rid of the front office structure and everything four years ago after a couple bad seasons. They, they didn't do that. And they got back to a Super Bowl in a divisional round. I think it's good not to blow. I also think that we're because of this season, it's easy to forget that the Falcons were correctly being praised as one of the teams that quickly and 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 successfully developed players, especially on defense before this whole year. And like you don't want to, Dan Quinn, we got hired in two seconds if they let him go. Uh, moving on, Greg, have we seen the last of Frank Gore? Probably not, but the, let's track how this plays out. The ageless veteran running back got carted from the field on Sunday, and the Dolphins lost to the Vikings with a sprained foot. X-rays negative, but the injury is serious enough to end his season. Uh, and it was a good season at that, uh, Greg. Uh, 722 rushing yards. He kind of uh, improbably became the guy, maybe even more over Kenyon Drake in that backfield, and he averaged four and a half yards a carry. Uh, but he will be 36 come next September. Uh, you expect to see him on a, with a team next year? Yeah, I mean, he had his highest yards per carry since 2012, his highest yards per reception, although he wasn't as active in the in the passing game of his entire career. And it, it, if, he, if he does go out, it's sad that it might be on an injury, cause, but I kind of like, as just a guy who I who's love watching him play, it's cool that he had this memorable, great season in his hometown. I, my guess, not knowing anything about it, is I feel like it's Dolphins or bust for him. I don't know if he'll have a lot of interest around the league, and I think the Dolphins are the most likely team to just want to bring him back. And, and he, he played for minimum salary this year to, to play at home. So I hope, I hope he comes back. But if not, at least he's going out kind of cementing a Hall of Fame candidacy that two years ago, I don't think anyone really saw him that way. And now it's like everyone seems to see, see him that way. I thought he ran harder this year with the Dolphins than during any time, really, with the Colts. And he's the perfect employee. Hadn't missed a day of work since 2010. And he's uh, racked up almost 15,000 career rushing yards. He's now fourth on the all-time list. And he might need surgery. That's the other thing to track off that is. So it doesn't sound like a, a pleasant injury. We'll see if Frank Gore is around in 2019. And finally, yes, Monday Night Football. Uh, the team of Jason Witten, Booger McFarlane, <laughs> Joe Tessitore uh, has been widely criticized by all corners, whether it's sports uh, media, the, the people that, that track uh, the industry, uh, fans, uh, Chris Wessling, you name it. Everyone is down on the Monday Night Football team, but don't expect them to go anywhere in 2019. In a report uh, by The Athletic published on Monday, um, it was said that they, they remain committed, ESPN, to the three-man booth, not just for the two, rest of 2018, but into the future for decades into yeah. the future. Uh, and, and, and Greg, this was kind of, I think I brought this up in the newsroom a couple days ago. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because it's been, they've been so widely, let's face it, reviled as a team, but to bail after one year would probably be admitting a major, major mistake. And that would be viewed internally as a fiasco. So I'm not surprised they're going to give it a, a one more try, but it could be two and done. Yeah, and even reading this article by Lindsey Jones, who did a good job, I, I, it was kind of like one of those votes of confidence that we'll, I want to see what happens in the offseason. Because the guy who said that, you know, they're going to be likely back literally said, well, you know, there are people above me that could that could make decision. That's we, we see how these things go. It's sometimes it's people at the very top who aren't too involved in the day to day operation. And if I'm Jason Witten reading that article, it's like I'm not loving what some of those one of the way that they're talking about the telecast and Witten especially is like kind of talking about a rookie quarterback who's had a rough year. And yeah, that's just being real, but it's also kind of tough to hear them have regrets by saying, well, we really wish we had put Witten on TV more. That's the one thing 
uh, we wish we did throughout the offseason. We have all these shows and we didn't put him on and he would have been more comfortable that way. And that's probably true, but it's like, eesh, I don't know. <laughs> they didn't say that about Tony Romo, you know? I think it's tough to do what they do and much tougher than viewers realize. And it's much easier to tweet about them and destroy them than it is to go in there with a group of people and ma- and have chemistry. But you can't, you also cannot manufacture chemistry and you cannot take adult men and make them be interesting if they are not interesting. That is a quality that you've nurtured over a lifetime. And th- that's what's... How do you do it? I mean, you're just... You just you, live an You were born life. interesting and no, we're following you. I, you're I, like our Pied Piper. No, I find them like, I, I want to listen and learn and have them dip into humorous moments and bring something more than they did this year. Can they, or what's going to happen in the off season that's going to change that? That's what I'd want to know. I found it interesting that there was a criticism of Jason Witten in that article. No criticism of the executives who hired him or the producers who every week really strained so hard for this ESPN black versus white, liberal versus conservative contrived arguments in the booth. And I, I learned a long time ago that ESPN is not targeting me as their audience, so I just won't watch them anymore. Mm. <laughs> I have gone mute, which is, I feel like, uh, totally fine. Like, people, I think people say they put it on mute, but they rarely do. I've, I've almost, I don't think I have almost in my entire life. But the last couple of weeks, I put them on mute. You, it makes you focus a little more on the game. I don't know. I it's never, fine. I never quite understood the the kind of outcry that gets to the level where people are like, I need to mute this. It doesn't bother me that much. It's like, in fact, it's become part of the telecast for me to, to see like how bad they might be or when, when uh, there's another like Jason Witten misspeaks or something happens. Like it's kind of become a little fun for me. I don't have a huge problem. Tessator does get on my radar with his, his zeal. Yeah, the, there's just no, uh, you know, it needs to be a variation in, in how we describe certain events. Not everything is the biggest thing that ever happened to the, you know, to Earth and to Earthlings. <laughs> yeah, that's well put. Uh, and Will Lutz does it again. The Lutzinator. Wow, 37 yards. Rip open his chest, crack his ribs, and look at that heart. It's incredible. The extra point is good. <laughs> Finally, the Pro Bowl uh, rosters were announced on Wednesday, and uh, and the usual suspects like a Tom Brady uh, made it. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Saquon Barkley got his first Pro Bowl nod. Philip Lindsay is going to the Pro Bowl. Uh, there were some notable snubs, Wes, which will undoubtedly get on your radar. Oh yeah, I've got four right off the top of Let's my head. Let's hear him. Well, Nick Shook did a good job with the snub list. Nice you job. can you can read his at NFL.com slash Shook. I have four different ones that were not on his list. By the way, before you come I think on, it's I'd be shook is what it is. <laughs> this is Wes after a long night out, <laughs> and Wes is about business and knocking out a tight fifty-four and getting the f out of here. <laughs> I just like your tone right now. You're you're a businessman right now. Darius Leonard was the biggest snub on the list. <laughs> Uh, and Greg made this rule a few years ago. If you're com- going to complain about snubs, you have to de- you have to say who you're going to take off the list. Mm. Benardrick McKinney of the Texans will not be on this list over Darius Leonard. Andrew Luck over Tom Brady. Yeah, it's a bad one. Uh, Jared Cook should be in over Eric Ebron, and I'm not even going to argue with anybody about that. Jared Cook has had a much better year than Eric Ebron, even with Eric Ebron's touchdowns. And Kareem Jackson from the Texans should be in over Jalen Ramsey. Hmm. Well, you those know, were the, some good surprises. The, uh, the, the, the Brady one seemed obvious, but yeah, I like those other ones. The good thing is at least 20 to 30 of these players will opt out of this game. So you're probably going to see all the players you just named in some <laughs> form unless they also opt out well, once they're named as alternates. I do wish we could come up with a different way to categorize that. I think you should only get credit for the Pro Bowl if you're on this initial list. Like in terms of I did like a little research. history. And I also no. wish you could not divide it by conference because you get situations like uh, Christian McCaffrey and Alvin, and Alvin Kamara didn't make the Pro Bowl. And yet, and I was like, oh, wow, that's too bad. What snubs? But no, they weren't snubs because they're behind Gurley, Saquon Barkley, and Ezekiel right, Elliott. Right. And I'm not really, I don't think they're way behind them, but I'm not going to argue like crazy for those guys. But then you look at the AFC and as great as, you know, Philip Lindsay is, uh, you know, I would certainly take those two guys over him and even even James Conner and Melvin Gordon. So I put I put them all in over any of the Aves. What your boy uh, Leighton Vander Esch did not make it. Is that are you? Is that keeping you up at night? No, he shouldn't have. He only played half the season. Most and, snubs issues are like people that would 
want the Pro Bowl roster to balloon to seven to eight hundred people. And there's sometimes a rookie tax, and he'll probably make it next year. Derwin James got the free safety nod, which I think was says a lot. Yeah, as a rookie, my boy Jamal Adams made the Pro Bowl. It's and and people that uh, one biggest snub obviously is even though I love it because it's a Jet. Jason Myers made the team over Justin Tucker. Come on now, let's calm down. Who do How you does want that even happen on the field? Because part of it is narrative, and Justin Tucker missed a huge extra point that essentially ruined his season in the eyes of people. But otherwise, he's been just as great as ever. But that's life. Um, the the All Pro team uh, just for. If you don't know out there, does not break it up by conference and is voted on by writers uh, and reporters. The Pro Bowl team is selected by it's one third each three, uh, three, three groups. There's uh, fans, which only came into existence 10 or 20 years ago, players and coaches. And when it's time to vote for the Hall of Fame. The voters consider all pros much more than Pro Bowls. Right. And that's the very top of the league, too, because, you know, the only, you know, one tight end makes it as a first team or only, you know, two make it at all in terms of second team. It's harder. It's exclusive. I think your boy Jamal Adams is going to be first team all pro. I think ooh, yeah, I think Wes should uh, Wes's all pro team, which he's now been doing on NFL.com for five years. Mm. That should be taken all pro. In, into consideration. Oh. Uh, by the Hall of Fame voters. I'm serious. Why not? Well, we've been down better than the Pro Bowl. Get that respect. for real. It's like that's a good document. What are you gonna do? That's by the way in four. No arguments from us. In four years on the job, that's Mike McCagnan's first All Pro. So, if you, at this rate, he'll have a whole field of All Pro players in about a hundred years. <laughs> That's that works. Poor, poor guy. Uh, the long snapper, by the way. I know people are up at night. Yeah, it, yeah. it will be to be named by the coach at a future date. Mm. Okay, good. So mm. in case, Drama. In case your Pro Bowl pools were hanging on that. That's what's happening in the news. Hey, did you know that Lowe's is the new home of Craftsman? Yeah. <laughs> Christmas time. Lowe's. Lowe's is the new go-to destination <laughs> where we can explore the latest innovative Craftsman products, including their new V20 power tool battery platform. The Craftsman's V20 cordless power tool lineup features a high-capacity lithium battery that's part of Craftsman's interchangeable battery system. So it works with all the tools in their V20 lineup, giving you the runtime you need and the power you deserve. Not to mention a longer cycle life resulting in an extended battery life. You'll also want to check out the V20 brushless power tools. Proudly made where, Mark Sessler? Um, in the United States of America. Oh, yeah. These colors don't run, baby. And with global materials in Charlotte, North Carolina. Also part of the Union, Wes. Yes, it is. <laughs> For the latest Craftsman product updates, visit Lowe's.com slash around. That's Lowe's.com slash around. Lowe's is the new home of Craftsman. All right, Wes, I want you, you're all business today, and I like it. You're a guy that's, you've come here to deliver content and information and analysis about professional football, and then you gone, and I respect it. You got the eye of the tiger. It's like a angry tiger like not an angry tiger but a little bit like a tiger that's over a little bit and i would just want to kill my prey and go take a nap in a cave somewhere that's that's good analysis or a jungle where do the tigers sleep <laughs> and you're wearing right? like a, a steve jobs like kind of uh roll-up sweater and it's kind of like jobs uh, like a few days before the big product launch and he's not taking any no he has he's sleeping in the office put it that what way. product are you yeah on and, he's, and he's not too happy about how some departments are performing right. He's like, if, 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 this, if this show is going to go the way I need this show when we roll out our next product, <laughs> I need you guys to raise your right. game to where I'm at. Right, exactly. Yeah. He wants That's other people to be at his level. Yeah, right. and in this narrative, Steve Jobs was out drinking till 3 in the morning <laughs> also. So I don't think it was quite 3. Not quite. But Why is it? Pretty he's shaking back. Yes. <laughs> you guys were still You guys were still. I don't hanging. think she was there at the end. She was busy too, but that, that's a different conversation. Uh, Wes uh, on the Tuesday Twitter show I thought it was well put uh, as it so often is with you Wes Uh, you you were breaking down our Monday night football game between uh, the Saints and Panthers and a game that didn't go how a lot of us expected it to go and that has kind of been emblematic of what's been happening in the NFL since about Thanksgiving so to set up our segment here can you kind of go through that again 
Yeah, I think that Thanksgiving to Christmas gauntlet we just went through or are currently going through, it really even the playing field for January. It got rid of the teams. As Greg said, the aura of invincibility surrounding the Saints, Rams, and Chiefs is gone. Um, so I think they're all, you know, if this truly does, if the season truly does start at Thanksgiving, the teams we thought were unbeatable aren't really unbeatable at all. All right. Nice setup there. Uh, so... Hence the segment, nothing seems certain anymore, <laughs> ellipses, but I'm still certain about this, this all capitalized. Mark? I mean, this is almost like a philosophical segment about, you know, certainty in life. What is certain? That's I agree. a pretty yeah. deep question. Oh. I mean, uh, for today's show, after the okay, holiday stick, party, it's kind of a, a little a, heavy. A little heavy. Okay, We're going to do our best. Stick to the football. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you want to get us going? Um Okay, I am certain, I am deadly certain about this, that the Seahawks will invariably meet Dallas in the playoffs and Seattle's coaching staff, as I will not be surprised by one bit by this, will out-scheme, out-coach, and out-duel a Dallas coaching staff that will be totally overwhelmed and probably lose at home. So wow. you are going all the way into That's January deep. and predicting the outcome <laughs> I, of a playoff I, game that has not even been scheduled. It does seem <laughs> That's it's, it's pretty locked in that they're going to play each other, barring a massive meltdown. And if one of them were to totally meltdown, no one's going to remember that I said this. And by at the way, all. I'm not doubting you. No, no. You've had a really good season with prognostication. Really good's a little uh, weak. It's, it's a little bit better than really good. <laughs> it's been it's fine. Been Hall of Fame worthy. But I will yeah, say no, that that Falcon Super Bowl title is coming. Outside up. of that. <laughs> Right around uh, the that court. one, I don't. Who are they? Pl- who are they playing against? Uh, the Steelers. That's still okay. in play. Okay. Um, but you've done a nice job. <laughs> better than my Giants Super Bowl win from last year. A little bit better. <laughs> um, so it could happen, and it still feels like it. It might happen, but the the Cowboys and the Seahawks coming off bad losses. What this is for me is is total trust that Pete Carroll will enter the postseason realms as one of the league's better coaches and the Dallas Cowboys do not have that at head coach. I love that. And you're right, because if you look at the Seahawks schedule, they have the Cardinals in week 17. I most likely that's all they're going to need is to get that win. Uh, and the odds are that they would still have the fifth seed. And that Cardinals team is going to be the ultimate dead team walking, heading to Seattle in, in week 17. Sometimes I feel like Cowboys coaching staff and Jason Garrett is like a convenient punching bag. Like when things are going wrong or they're coming off a loss, people just talk about how bad Garrett is. But then when they win five games in a row, all of a sudden there's no credit given to Jason Garrett and his coaching staff. I like Rod Marinelli. I think that's fine. I agree with that strategy of credit. I think they've held him back. (laughs) Okay. What about Chris Rashard? That defense has impressed me this year, and I, I actually think the Cowboys are a better team than the Seahawks. They may be a better team. I just trust Seattle's coaching staff overall. And by the way, I could be totally wrong. This is just the sense that I feel certain game about. The game would be in Dallas, correct? It I would. don't care where it is. Don't I think it's even, it I, I think it's even more. It's going to be even more impressive when it is in Dallas. You sound certain. I'm very certain. Wes? I am certain that the Saints are the best team in football and the Super Bowl favorites. Yummy. Wow. Interesting commentary, Wes. You just said that the gauntlet has really evened out the playing field, and yet you still believe, you're certain, in fact, that the Saints are heads and shoulders above the rest. Why? Well, get to business, Wes. Several reasons, but all of these struggles in which they've won two out of three happened on the road, and they, as always, are much better in their dome, which they will be playing in if all goes well, until next September, at least. I mean, Mm. they don't have... They don't have to go outside of New Orleans the rest of the way. They've done the work to create that path. Right. And in theory, they could lose it to the Rams, but it is very unlikely, especially when all they need is a win over. Even if they lost to the Steelers somehow, they all they'll need is a win over the Panthers and Tyler Heineke. Furthermore, the Bears are the only defense in the league that is better than the Saints right now, I believe. And their offense is way too talented to stay in this morass they will be getting Teron Armstead back at some point, and that should help an offensive line that has not played as well lately. Right. I, I, that was going to be one of mine, so I'm just going to jump in just in terms of – I'm certain this is the best Saints defense I've seen. I, they're, they're definitely better than the Super Bowl team, which was a playmaking group but really relied on turnovers. This is the best Saints defense I've seen, and 
it's funny how when offensive linemen get hurt, it's like that's never mentioned as much as like if a wide receiver or running back is out of line. Torrin Armstead might be the best left tackle in football. Max Unger got hurt in, in the last week's game, too. Those are two pro bowlers. Those are maybe two all pros uh, this year. And you take them out of the mix and they're not going to be as good. But when when I'm certain that the Saints have the best defense I've ever seen them have, I think Wes is right that the offense will figure it out and they don't have to be as good as they were. And the offense is uh, no doubt going through a little bit of a funk right now. But you guys are right. Like with the Rams, for instance, another team that's going through some things right now. I'm a little worried about the Rams. That's triggered losses for them. Yeah, because they don't have a defense that is performed right at the level of the Saints. So the Saints D is kind of covering. It's like, what's that old thing, Wes? I'm sure you had it hanging in your house, your Catholic household. A uh, cross? Well, no, not a cross, but <laughs> I don't know the cross. The old thing with the the footsteps, and it's like. Jesus, when I needed uh, you the yeah. most, there was only one set of footsteps. The sand? And like, bro, I was carrying you, bro. Yeah. Straight up. Because I was carrying you the whole time. I was carrying you the whole time. Yeah. That's when there was only one step. I don't remember what I was talking about. No, it's like I'm that. just so caught up no, in the, the, right the defense now. Is, is now carrying is the again? offense the way that Jesus would carry someone when they're in trouble. Right. We didn't we didn't have this in our house. This is funny. It's shocking, I'm Greg. I'm getting deja vu like we've talked about this before. So this dude, he's, he's talking to We had to, to explain Jesus. to Greg what Easter was yesterday. So No, I knew what it was. I was, just, I was confirming it <laughs> you because were, we were... were there was very little. We were talking promise. about the the upcoming sequel to Passion of the Christ, Passion oh, of the Christ it, Resurrection. And I said, well, that's Easter, right? You know, that that was just well, confirmed. <laughs> no, this dude, he, he has these footsteps in the sand that document his life, as I recall. And then at the part where his life is really bad, it looks as if there's only one set of footsteps and Jesus had abandoned him in his time of need. But Jesus had actually been carrying him. It was Jesus's footsteps. That's the big reveal. The M. Night Shyamalan mm. level reveal. That's it. It was. It's a very. It's a. It is definitely a wall hanging thing, and it always it has a, the C and just yes. one one pair of footprints. And so there's a lot of drama. Maybe this this God has just left you nowhere, but instead he has not, according to the. <laughs> is he saving this for the theology? Podcast? Like, can you can people study that and like see how fast they're like? Because to me, Jesus has got to have some quick feet, like short area quickness, like. He's two thousand eight years old, but he can carry people. He's quick, twi- quick twitch. <laughs> No doubt. Where were we? Oh, yeah. Saints defense, good. Uh, Rams defense, not as good. So Saints carrying their <laughs> offense. We, their the point has need. been. There's, they have not abandoned. This is so not businesslike. I mean, I, I, bl- I blame myself more than anyone. But um, All right. Here's what I'm certain of. And whatever, Greg. You're going to, oh, you're so predictable. Whatever. I am certain Tom Brady is not Tom Brady anymore. I'm certain, I am I'm certain, certain I'm in your head. I'm certain the hashtag gradual decline is now fully back on, and this time it's working. This time it's not going to be uh, confetti raining down on Tommy Boy and his friends in the first uh, weekend in February because that Steelers game, and, and Wes, you've mentioned it for weeks now, that he's not quite the same guy um, that he was in his MVP level when he was at his MVP level as recently as last season. But now for the first time ever, I can honestly say, cause I really did. Obviously I was rooting for the Steelers um, last week because I don't like the Patriots. I had locked up the Steelers. <laughs> and for the first time I felt okay. When, when yeah. Brady had the ball at the end, I was like, I don't know if he's pulling the rabbit out of his head. He almost did, but he didn't quite do it. There was a report out actually today. I don't know if you saw this Greg by uh, NFL media's own Mike uh, Giardi, uh, that he was speculating that there is a, a knee injury that Brady is now dealing with. He has a tear or a partial tear in his M- MCL, and his lower half has been off, dating back to Tennessee. And yep. not to pile on on, on the old Bill Belichick, uh, but after that disastrous decision with Gronk and the Miami Miracle, uh, the belief is that that injury occurred on one of those silly trick plays that uh, they sent Brady out as a wide receiver and he caught a pass and injured his knee on that playback in week yeah, 10 where against he the fell. Titans. Mm. Uh, yeah. They, uh, people have been talking. Greg Bedard's been writing about this since that happened. He believes Brady's been playing through an injury. I mean, Brady's been on the injury report. He's, you know, he's been limited in some practices. So I think there's something to that. I do think, though, the, the finger pointing at Brady last week felt off. You're right in everything you're saying that he's not the at the same level. But to me, Brady wasn't the problem in that game. Gronk is a bigger problem. Receivers that can't get open against press coverage are a bigger problem. A pass rush that 
doesn't exist unless they blitz is a bigger problem. I think Brady's good enough to win with a, with a strong Patriots team around him. And I don't know if they, they have that right now. Daniel Jeremiah said he's never, you know, he watched the tape on Gronk and he said, George Fant, <laughs> the the Seahawks offensive lineman who caught a pass last week is moving better than Gronk right now. I mean, it looked like Gronk's feet were stapled to the ground on a couple of those passes that he couldn't change directions. And he certainly seems to be playing through some level of injury and he's not the same. And Edelman is absolutely playing through a, a foot injury right now. And so it's kind of what happens to teams. You, you yeah, well, an they're, older team they're getting old. Yeah. And Brady's yep. one of those, of those people that is getting old. And he's like the least of my concerns though. I really he mean it be higher Compar- concern compared to the rest of the team. There's also another reality that would not surprise me where this somewhat broken down team wins two playoff games and winds up right back in the AFC championship again, because what, let's say they've today, if the, if it went in today, they play the Ravens, they can beat the Ravens. I think they're getting picked off before the AFC <laughs> title game this year. I, I honestly, it would be a, a fresh, nice change. I mean, I, I I've come it's around not a great team. I've, I agree, but I'm not sure who, I think the Chiefs and the Chargers and, and the Steelers are probably better teams on balance, but it's not an oh, it's like Wes said, I, I don't think any of them are invincible. So I have come around to your guys point, though, that the home field matters. The buy really matters. And so I think a week off uh, and then a home game in the divisional round, if the Texans would lose this week and the Patriots could win out, could could give them a much better chance winning two road games and three in a row for this team with no break. That, that would be tough. You know, what bothers me the most about. Tom Brady right now. He's no longer fun to watch. Hmm. Like it's really annoying to watch him bail in the pocket so often. How about that throw to Corderell Patterson a couple weeks ago? Really, that whole game. I mean, that, every quarterback makes those throws. I mean, that's if not that's all you're getting out of Tom Brady. What, you're not getting the feeling of invincibility when he has the ball with a minute on the clock and 80 yards to go. Like, I don't think it's automatic that Brady's going to score anymore. It's no longer that fun to watch him in a two minute. Well, if show. you look at how they they have to manufacture offense. They have to do not just trick plays, but especially with the the tempo in which they're awesome. And I wouldn't put them past coming up with a great game plan in the playoffs that, you know, tempo in terms of quick snapping teams and slowing it down and speeding it up. And like teams aren't ready for them. But that's kind of like because their players can't beat the other team's players. I just wonder if this is the last few games we have with Tom Brady, because does he does he does he want to come back? There's a lot of family stuff where it's like, do they want him to play again? And if he if he's self-aware and noticing his own body not responding the same way, do you come back and do well, this he again? Doesn't want, he doesn't want to get hit. You know, nobody wants to get hit, but you could hear and he, it's passing that test. I, I mentioned in the newsroom on Sunday, it was same thing with late period Peyton Manning, late period Dan Marino. And when the pass rush closes in, you could actually almost hear them going. <laughs> That's a slow pass rush. I mean, That's he's a been, lot, he's, he's, been a he's been trying to avoid hits for a long time. It has accelerated, though. I do think Gronk is much more likely to retire at the end of the season, if you had to guess, than Brady. Yeah. But I'm probably a rare Patriots fan that I don't want to see a gradual decline with Brady. I agree. I it's, would rather have him retire and just whatever, you know, figure it out, <laughs> then then have to watch him have a Manning or Marino-like late career. Because he hasn't had that yet. I don't count if this season happens, as that That's too all. depressing. He's a pro bowler this year. Maybe he shouldn't be. That doesn't mean anything. Right. He's a top 10 quarterback this year, and that does mean something. I don't want to see the decline. If he retires after this year, the Garoppolo situation goes, it's just a terrible, terrible trade. Well, it already was. You're not but comfortable you're right. handing the reins over to uh, <laughs> Brian Hoyer? But if they would have known that he only had when they right. made the decision to trade a year and a half left of his career, there was no way they would have done that trade. So they were expecting him to go deeper into the career. And maybe he still will. He probably will, but we'll see. The first great old quarterback was Y.A. Tittle. There's this famous picture of him on the ground on his knees with blood coming off his bald great head. Show, yeah. And he got injured on that play and was never the same again. And here's the quote. He said, it made me one thing I never was. It made me gun shy for the first time mm. in my life. I didn't want to get hit because I couldn't get up. Mm. He is, it is worth pointing. I mean, he's 41. He might be one of, if not the best 41 year old quarterbacks ever. That's a thing. It's like, what do you, no, what, no, we, what do we, is. what do we expect? He is. So it's yes. like, what, are, what can you do? Yes, he is. <laughs> he know, I guess the difference is now he's showing signs of mortality. Which he was even last year. It was like, oh my god, this guy's going to be great forever. He's MVP. Yeah, but it 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 wouldn't. It shouldn't surprise anyone as great as he's been if just when he's showing signs of mortality, he goes and you know defies expectation and leads a long playoff run. Probably will. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right, that's it. Hey, 
Um, still in search of the perfect holiday gift? Nautica's got you covered. When it comes to last-minute gifts, Nautica has something for everyone on your list. Help friends and family stay cozy all season long in cold-weather favorites like the best-selling Nautex Fleece. It's made with static-free anti-pill fabric that retains heat for a cool look and cozy feel. Layer them up in puffer vests and coats that are both packable and reversible for every type of winter adventure. For the dad that has everything, Nautica's comfortable flex-fit Navtech sweaters are designed with temperature-controlled fabric. That's impressive. For an active and stylish lifestyle, visit Nautica.com to find a store near you. Use code FOOTBALL for 10% off your next purchase in-store or online through Christmas Eve the 24th, which is Monday. That's Nautica.com, code FOOTBALL. All right, boys. Before we go, haven't done this in a while, so why not? check in with the iTunes reviews because you know one of the it's very hard in um, in the podcast industry to determine where you fit in in terms of because there's not like a it's not like television ratings with the Nielsen ratings it's not like everyone knows what we get in terms of numbers but one thing I did in some we know we're better than those other yes. NFL podcasts some industry Clowns. research tells me that just some, how much so, well, I, yeah, I don't know about that, but just better, <laughs> better. Well, you we brought, better. You brought me in. You're asking for it. <laughs> okay, I got you. But uh, some people in the industry say, well, it's hard to deal with metrics, but if you go to a, a podcast, iTunes reviews, and you see how many ratings they have, how many reviews they have, that's an indicator of a show's popularity. So help us out. Go to iTunes. Support the Around the NFL podcast because we love you, and we love doing this. And it makes sense if we're calling out for people to um, – mm to leave reviews, we should read some of the reviews. So this segment is called iTunes reviews. <laughs> All right. This from Jared 91, hilarious and informative five stars. This is the pod to get all the news from the league and laugh at the camaraderie. The four guys share. They are true friends and it shows in their podcasting style. I haven't missed an episode in two years. Bingo segment over. Very <laughs> nice. How about this? Give yourself a treat. Five stars. Give yourself a treat and listen to these guys while avoiding any images of them. Listen long enough <laughs> that you did. Well, it's not going to go where you think it's going. Listen long enough that you develop a mental image and then have it blown out of the water by how they actually look. I did this by accident and I wish you the same happiness hmm. gave me. Feel happiness because like, kind of we're like, I think, I don't know. I don't think I didn't take that as a positive. I That's feel like I look like how I sound. Maybe you guys are different. <laughs> Listen to that. What is this? Um, can you lower that just a little bit? Long <laughs> night. Crank it. Uh, this, listen to that axe work. Oh, I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, someone, put, take this apart. <laughs> take it off. Make it go away. This uh, is like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniforms of music. <laughs> this from uh, JD1466626, mostly meh. Two stars. What? If you like morning zoo, frat boy, snark style sports talk, this show is for you. Not all, a lot of thoughtful commentary, way to write, idiot, goes on in the show. They like their sound buttons and talking over each other on a regular basis. Frat boys. Has anybody in this room been in a fraternity? No. No, I was actually. Shrek's the frat boy. Room full of zeros. (laughs) Two stars. (laughs) Two stars. Yet we get, we're zeros. Who are these people? How do they have jobs talking about football? Uh, Mark, you can answer that one. Um, it's probably somewhat of a upset that we do. I thought you would defend us, but <laughs> the cable news of football like, yeah, podcast. Yeah, that seems fair. <laughs> the cable news of football podcast, one star. Why, why are you all picking out? Because the average is very high. Are we an average of five stars? I think it's good to be, so? to be humbled and to refocus, to come back. Horrible. This, this Nothing, isn't going to help. But a bunch of talking heads vomiting their week-to-week shticks. You want a good one, Greg? Do you, you want, want a, a thought-provoking one? one, yes. You want one that makes you think? All right, how about that, this? That helps. Good criticism should help us see ourselves in a new light. Best football podcast, no question, by Chuck Boris. Five stars. As a diehard football fan, I've always dabbled in football podcasts. I've tried many. I've gone away from all of them except this one. It's been a mainstay for going on nearly five years. One of the few podcasts I look forward to listening to every time a new episode comes out. Don't go anywhere, guys. The football world needs you. And with that, Greg would like to make an announcement about his future. Yeah, this is tough for me because we have been here for five years. Um, 
but this WTA uh, Courts of Thunder job that I've been offered uh, to follow uh, Naomi Osaka and Elise Mertens and Angelique Kerber around the globe is it's too good to pass up. I love you guys, but it's been fun. All right, so this is it's not good for us, but um, it, I know that you put a lot of thought into it, and this has been a you know a passion that now has bubbled up for you, and you have to yeah. My my family's leaving me because I have to take a four hundred percent pay decrease, and I'm going to be traveling for forty weeks a year. Mm-hmm. Is this on Blogspot? But it's all worth it. Um, it's all worth it to watch uh, those ladies play in Linz Luxembourg. There you go. So Greg, Greg is uh, done. <gasps> <laughs> no, Greg's not going anywhere. He's locked in. I don't know. You, you put me on the spot there. <laughs> um, real quick, two more. Mark the exception. One star. What? A majority of meatheads cavalierly ranking animal flesh. Watch a few YouTube videos. Ding dongs. What is Mark the exception? Is he because you don't eat meat. meat? So that was a meat lo- a, a oh. vegetarian or a oh, I see. I, I, okay. And then um, just to even out the scales, uh, the stories about random people are. Uh, or just a waste of time. Rhonda Fontaine? I don't know who that is or how it was relevant to anything. <laughs> Find me and I will <laughs> you. Whoa. <laughs> who wrote that? G. Blankley. G. Blankley? Yeah. Coming after G. Blankley. All right. Let, what are you gonna That's going to be my courts of thunder. Ooh, I love it. I love it. All right. I mean, we might need to edit that out because it's evidence. Yeah. <laughs> Threat. There'll be plenty of evidence by the time I'm done. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. What a happy holiday section of the podcast that was. We'll uh, be back tomorrow earlier. The show will go up earlier than usual because why? Well, there's no Thursday night football for the first time in uh, a couple of months, right? Am I right? Yeah. You're right. And that, that's good because the football's coming a little earlier in terms of some games we're previewing the Saturday games. Exactly. So uh, we're going to go through all the week 16 games. Uh, so uh, stay tuned for that tomorrow. Uh, let's get out of here. This is uh, everybody okay, by the way? Everybody feeling okay? Good. I feel great. All right. Professional job, guys. Stan Hands is signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the old boss. Ricky <laughs> Hollywood dying by the <laughs> Till Thursday. Something the Rams would do, though, is just like... Sit. Well, they've got the Cardinals, just 49ers. Shut up and do the fresh off the wire. <laughs> just do it. It's three Be minutes. a f***ing pro, Tim Do it. Sorry, I'm not in a suit. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.